Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of H of Heroes, my podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Well, today I want to talk about D23, uh, the D23 Expo, the Disney Expo uh, that uh, you know happened over the weekend. And we had a ton of new information for Marvel, uh, but also for Star Wars, uh, you know, besides, you know, Disney stuff, Pixar and all of that. But definitely there were a lot of surprises, um, good surprises. I would say some unexpected turns, but also uh, a lot of information that we already knew, but we have confirmation now, which is good. And I want to go through all of that in this podcast starting this week uh, on, you know, now Tuesday. Um, definitely want to talk about it because there's a lot of things that I'm happy about, but there's a lot of things also that I, I'm still on the fence. And, uh, you know, I hope that this is going to turn out good but doesn't mean that uh, my hopes are all the way at the top level you know I, I definitely have some reservations about some things here and I want to talk about it so let's start first with the important news in regards to the stuff that happened there with Marvel uh, they fir- firstly announced the Avengers Campus that is coming to Disney California Adventure Park uh, of course, California and Disneyland Paris. So they're going to have a special, as we knew, that they were talking about it for quite some time. There's going to be a special place. I'm so sad that they didn't announce one for the East Coast here for Disney World in Orlando, which is just four hours away from where I'm at. Uh, so that means that, you know, now it's California. But I'm sure that in the future we'll have something like that. But a lot of people are excited. Of course, it's going to be Avengers. But not only Avengers, it's going to be uh, very uh, Marvel-centric. And, you know, of course, people are excited about that. They also announced the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 7 that is coming uh, through ABC Summer 2020. I really don't watch much of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My wife does. She loves the show for, you know, for some reason she keeps with it. So she's excited for that. Also, they got the Disney Legends, which is, uh, they, they give awards. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was uh, awarded um, a Disney Legend uh, Award because the time that he has spent playing the part as Iron Man, as Tony Stark. But also, John Favreau was there, and he had a very nice speech. Uh, Ming-Na Wen, uh, she was uh, awarded as Disney Legends because of her history uh, with Disney uh, since pretty much, I would say, since the 90s when she uh, started in Mulan. And also, of course, um, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in Marvel. And now she also is going to be in The Mandalorian. So she is going to be part of everything that Disney's producing. From being a Disney princess all the way to be part of the Marvel Universe and now going to Disney Universe. Definitely she hasn't done it all. She's 55 years old. She looks uh, fantastic. Uh, she looks hot. Definitely she's she looks beautiful. Uh, you know, at her age, I think a lot of women will kill to have, you know, her body and her features. Definitely, she's a very beautiful woman. But uh, I want to start in that case with Marvel. From the from that moment on, uh, of course, they they have the presentation of Marvel, and um, we had the news of the She-Hulk, which is going to be part of the in this case the Disney Plus service, uh, which is fine. I'm very happy, and I was kind of expecting it for some reason, because you know, as a comic book geek, every time they release something like uh, omnibuses and hardcover books or collections like that, epic collections, sometimes it gives you a hint that they, that's something that's going to happen. They don't release stuff just for the sake of it. They release it with uh, already in mind something that they have in the future on the movies or the video games or whatever. So recently they released or they announced the release of the omnibus, the She-Hulk omnibus by John Byrne, and that made me think about okay something is going to happen with she-hulk well 
it's voila this is what happened they also talked about mrs marvel uh there was also an omnibus as they announced for that so definitely that's a surprise so i think it's already out so it's coming out which i don't care because it's one of the new mrs marvel versions um that she's uh, uh i think pakistani or something like that i really haven't paid too much attention to this new version i really don't care they announced it uh, I think more like trying to please the younger crowd and also the people that are looking for, you know, the diversity within uh, Marvel and stuff. So they got that Moon Knight that was out of the left field. I would uh, hope for something different. You know, I, I'm not saying that Moon Knight is something that was unexpected. And also there were talks about that Moon Knight was on the on plans, but I didn't know they will come to this service. Um, but, you know, there are other characters that I would have preferred, but definitely was announced, something new. WandaVision, they expanded on that. They expanded on What If uh, and Loki. Also the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. They have, the, in this case, the cast there, uh, which is good. They have really good surprises there. They talk about, they confirmed Black Panther 2. We knew that Black Panther 2 was coming. And they have the Eternals cast. Uh, and they have, of course, Angelina Jolie. She's looking hot there. Um, you know, she's playing the part. Uh, although she looks hot, she she felt, it, it look, she looked like she was like a fish out of water for some reason. Like she's a beautiful woman. But um, I don't know. It's like, you know, I don't think she's a geek at all. So, of course, you have to, you have to realize that a lot of these people that are coming to this, they're paid actors. And uh, they're just doing their job. Uh, doesn't mean that they have to be comic book geeks. Even um, uh, Haley Atwell always she always looks like she's a fish out of water. I don't think she knows anything about comics, but people love her, of course, because she's beautiful. And uh, and you know the part that she did in the and with the Captain at Captain America First Avenger, some people love her. But doesn't mean that she. It's like it gives me the impression that she enjoys being there. She enjoys the adulation like everyone else, but necessarily um, it feels like she's comfortable there. And I feel the same thing with Angelina Jolie. But we have also the announcement of Kit Harrington uh, that comes from, of course, uh, Game of Thrones. He's going to play Black Knight, which is an interesting turn of events. Our Black Knight was very popular back in the '80s with the Avengers and stuff, and of course, it's been popular since. And other aspects, but I don't think he was more popular in the 80s through the Avengers. And actually, I read a lot of the Avengers stories then. So uh, it is a nice surprise. They got uh, they announced Gemma Chan as Cersei, uh, which is sort of interesting because Cersei never really, uh, you know, really gave me the pressure to be Asian. You know, Cersei's technically is based on mythology. And uh, of course, you know, a lot of people don't realize this. Jack Kirby did actually create uh, these characters and build this world, but he used a lot of uh, characters from, you know, know, Greek mythology, Mesopotamian uh, mythology, all sorts of mythology, the Eternals are like that. And of course, Salma Hayek was there. She's going to play Ajax. So definitely was a very uh, diverse cast. Um, in within the whole group, which is interesting, it, it it got it got the impression that there's a lot of women in in, in the different versions of what 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 is Disney's trying to do or Marvel's trying to just push women more and more into the movies, and they've been doing that for quite a while, which I'm not against it, but to me, feel that there was uh, it's getting a bit unbalanced in that sense is because they given more and more into a point where it's just becoming a little too much. I feel that you should you should balance them all because of course you got Wanda the center one. The Vision, you have Mrs. Marvel, you have She-Hulk, we got Captain Marvel no long ago, and uh, the main character is actually
actually the characters on the Eternals, the main characters, some of them in this case, like Ajax, was turned uh, from being a, a guy to a female just to accommodate Salma Hayek. So things like that, I feel that, you know, you have to be careful not to push that. You know, I'm all for diversity and the different races, but also I feel that at some point you have to be very uh, gentle with it because you don't want to just try to showcase something that people, it will come across, the message will come across as that it's too, too leaning to, it's leaning to that side instead of just being a, an organic change. I just feel that way. And of course, we got this, the Star Wars, we got the Mandalorian over the weekend, I had a reaction video in my channel, we had uh, also uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi show was announced with everybody's excited, Ewan McGregor, I'm very excited for this, because there were plans to have this as a movie, but because of the failure of Solo, of course, during that time, that they pretty much scratched that out. But now that they were Disney+, Plus, they turned it into a TV show, I feel that it, it gives justice to this character because definitely Edward McGregor did, a, I think, a fantastic job portraying the character. And I want to see his, his, his story. Uh, I want to see it uh, portrayed. And definitely I feel that this is the best way to do it. And particularly the way they're doing it, as we uh, saw on the trailer from The Mandalorian, the high production value, I feel that they can do the same thing for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, we also have the trailer, the D, uh, in this case, the D23 first look, or special look, I'm sorry, for, uh, uh, in this case, the Rise of Skywalker. And, uh, of course, I already had a reaction video for that as well. We saw the dark side of Rey kind of showcase the dark side. They have a couple of trailers, uh, in this case, posters for that, with kind of like the dark side, the Emperor Palpatine on the background, things like that. We also saw a lot of different posters for Marvel. So definitely there's a lot to take in. Um, what I can say about this, and the reason why I want to talk about it uh, about this is because even though they're two different universes, and but they're, uh, they're re definitely there are parallels in, in between those two universes under the mantle, under the direction of Disney. And that's, to me, something that I have to be concerned. Like I said, I'm very excited. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of things with a lot of potential. But at the same time, I feel that there's a lot of things that are not necessarily because they're trying to explore new ground. It's more about just kind of establishing the status quo. What I mean by this. For example, when you, like I said earlier with Marvel, I, I saw that there's a lot of characters, new characters that not necessarily are longstanding characters, like the new Mrs. Marvel. She-Hulk is a great character. I love the character. Uh, but not necessarily feel that's so entitled to see a She-Hulk film uh, beyond that. I feel that there's other characters that they could have the spotlight before than these characters. I know that, you know, Marvel is, uh, has been trying to kind of push some of the darker characters, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, they did a fantastic job. But I'm not so sure if going always and trying to put the obscure characters on the forefront can always be of, of, of good um, a good production. It could be something that will be productive in the end for the entire universe. Uh, and I feel that they plan it, say, primarily to please some quotas or please primarily the idea of diversity more than anything else. You know, again, I'm not against diversity as a Hispanic. I believe in diversity. It's important to have diverse characters. But I'm against the fact of changing the gender or changing the sex of some characters, as we can see in the Eternals, just to please some people. You have to be careful. Uh, the Eternals is, uh, I would say, it is not my favorite book of all times. 
uh, first we have to go back to this that to who, who the Eternals are you know and I need to talk about it in my channel at some point maybe I review some of the work they did but Jack Kirby in the 70s after he left DC you know for a time he was in Marvel he left Marvel he went around he went to DC he did a lot of things with DC he did the new gods with uh, in my opinion are fantastic and after he did the new gods you know Mr. Miracle uh, all of them all the stuff that he did there uh, he left DC not in the best of notes, and he never really finished his the project with the in this case with the Fourth World. So he went into um, to Marvel, went back in the mid seventies, um, early seventies, back to Marvel, and uh, he started doing stuff. You know, his run with Captain America, Black Panther, phenomenal art. During the seventies, Jack Kirby was very experimental with his art. In my opinion, that's his best art. But a lot of people were a bit freaked out of his art at the same time because he was different. He was experimenting. He was changing things. He was more colorful. It was a bit crazier, but in a fun way. Um, definitely, you can see the talent of the man. And uh, the Eternals was his baby. He wanted to kind of continue kind of the, the, the plan that he started with the new gods. And he brought the Eternals. Technically, the Eternals are like a, kind of like a copycat of the, the fourth world with different names, with different things. But it's almost the same concept. But it's never. It was never as good as the Four World. Of course, Marvel have intervened. Uh, didn't let him, you know, really rise and really build it up more and more and really create more. So that, of course, all this meddling that you know normally, you know, in this case, the publishings, uh, publishing companies do. Uh, you know, he had to include other characters like the Hulk and things like that. And all of that really didn't help out the, the book. And he also left Marvel very dissatisfied with Marvel and left it unfinished. And it was never finished. Of course, later on, the same happened with the Four World. Other artists, they kind of continue on with the process with the Four World. That is very influential now in DC and the Eternals have been there. Now, the difference between the Four World and the Eternals is the Four World has been very... DC was able to introduce them in a more powerful way into the whole universe of DC. They are very influential. Darkseid is very influential. All of these characters are very influential. Um, you know, Miracle, um, Mr. Miracle, he was part of the, the, in this case, the Justice League, things like that. But the Eternals have always been kind of like circulating around more into the cosmic stuff of Marvel, not necessarily in the center. So, of course, these are new characters that most people do not know. And there's been some good runs, you know, so-so uh, afterwards, but never really not as powerful. So this is new ground. And the difference between the Eternals and, I would say, the Guardians of the Galaxy is that the Guardians of the Galaxy, they already had a following because of the stuff that was done uh, in the new Guardians of the Galaxy and the books. You know, they were really, well, you know, well-praised. The Eternals haven't had that much success in comics. So I don't know if I'm really all for the whole thing you know and of course they adding all this it's, it's changing things my only fear with the whole thing is going into the cosmic stuff is that we start losing sight of what's important also we need the, the, the street level heroes and maybe moon knight you know and you can say mrs marble you know kind of the new mrs marble and uh and and she hope might give that balance you know the shows are giving that balance you know, with perhaps a little bit of wanda vision although it's going to be more connected with doctor strange which is also part of the cosmic kind of thing uh, but you have the falcon so they try to balance thing out so i just feel i don't want the you know the 
the thing is this when uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe started started pretty much with uh, pretty much down to earth heroes even Tony Stark was down to earth yeah he's fighting uh, terrorists and all that kind of stuff but he's still down to earth he's dealing with things on earth things are normal to all of her and he's talking about issues on earth now you're going into the celestial things you're going into the cosmic things and you're expanding into new territory but not necessarily feels right at home and people can connect right away so this is something that you have to kind of be careful so hopefully they manage it i know kevin faggy has been fantastic in the way that he has worked this out he is a comic book geek through and through he knows the comics he knows his vision he wears a vision with his uh, with the directors he works what he wants he does what he wants to do and definitely they've been faithful to it but at the same time you notice that in the last couple of years on the last couple of movies they haven't been to the point that you feel like they are there is a strong connection or they're as powerful as they used to be in my opinion as connecting you know like that i don't think i, I like captain uh, captain marvel i don't think it was a bad movie i don't like dislike brie larson i like her as the captain marvel i think she does a great job doing her but i don't think the direction of the film was that great it was a good movie but it was not a, a superb movie i like of course the ending of in this case Avengers Endgame I like what Avengers Infinity War together when Endgame together as a package but the Russo brothers really worked this out and there definitely has created some of the best films but uh, the rest of that even uh, Ant-Man and the Watch was okay was good but it was not as good as the first one so there are definitely some considerations to be taken in regards to to what's happening here and uh, I don't know, I'm still on the fence. And, and now on the other side with Star Wars, I see the same thing. The Mandalorian looks fantastic. I'm happy for the Mandalorian. But of course, John Favreau is in charge of it. And John Favreau knows what he wants. And definitely he has this appeal. Uh, he knows what the, and the audiences want. And he's working on that. Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm very happy with it. Now, the end in this case with uh, the Rise of Skywalker, the trailer looks fine. They did a lot of part of this little trailer. Everything, almost like three quarters of the trailer was stuff that we have seen in the past and of course the last quarter was just the new stuff some stuff that we already saw in previous trailers but in the end of course some things with ray and kylo where they're fighting on also the dark side now i'm not so sure if i'm really excited for it now because it, you know so seeing or watching in this case ray kind of experimenting or going into the dark side i know she's not gonna go all out into the dark side i just have the feeling of it but it's just a mirror of what happened with the in this case the return of the jedi it's like they're doing the same thing of course jj abrams has been known for doing that when he did the force awakens a lot of people blaming that he was playing very safely he was pretty much reproducing the original star wars a new hope he was reproducing the same thing of course then uh, ryan johnson came and changed things around with in this case the last jedi people were unhappy about that too uh, but then, of course, I feel that now with this one, it feels more like The Last Jedi. It feels like he's going back to J.J. Abrams. Of course, he's now in charge. So J.J. Abrams, uh, although he's a fantastic visual director, he's just playing it safe. He's just playing it for keeps. You know, he's playing things safely. And it's all about, again, maintaining the status quo. This is my point. I don't know if you can see the point where I'm getting right now. I feel that Disney, now Marvel and Star Wars are fantastic franchises. But now under the direction of Disney... Disney dictates exactly where they have to go. And it's all about making money. And I understand it's about making money. But we want stories that are bigger than life. We want new stories that are changing the landscape of what we know. Yes, we do. 
but we want things that are not necessarily just to please groups or to please you know i would say the outcry because i don't want star wars just to be there just oh let's just please the old fans or let's just please the new fans just please people trying to find common ground it is hard in movies like this because there's so many different generations loving this this franchises but i want things to explore new grounds i don't want a retelling of the original trilogy for star wars i want something fresh i want a new direction I don't want another thing that the Emperor fine and, you know, the, the, the force, you know, at the end, the good guys win. You know, I want the good guys to win, but I want it to be told in a different way. I, I, that's just my opinion in regards to what Star Wars is what's happening with Star Wars. Now, with Marvel, I feel the same way. The exploring your ground, not necessarily I feel that it's just for, you know, for trying to tell, tell a story that is compelling. It's more about just trying to please, you know, people and ethnicities and groups and, you know, feminist agenda and all of that. In part, I'm okay with that because I do believe that it's important to empower people, empower minorities because I'm a part of minority. So I, it comes, come, it, it really touches home. But at the same time, I have to be reminded that when I read these comics as a kid, you know, these characters were what they were and they were not representative of me, but I still loved them because it was not about their race. It was not about their gender that really attracted me to that, About but it was about their stories. It was about their personal battles, and I feel reflected with them. And it was not about, oh, I feel reflected with them because they have my same color skin or they have my same nationality or whatever. Uh, I feel I felt connected with them because the stories were told in a very touching, very engaging way. And I feel that that's something that Marvel needs to do as well. So, yes, I'm excited for what's happening, what's coming. But at the same time, I'm a bit uh, cautiously optimistic. You know, I don't want this to go in a route where everything is so dull and it just to please every single person that we are afraid to tell stories that are worth telling. You know, stories are worth mentioning uh, because that's the difference. I don't think that when you sit down to create a story, this is my opinion, of course. I think when people sit down to write a story, your main concern is not to is not to please the, the the audience. It's never to please the audience. It's to simply tell the story that comes from the heart. Tell the story, and uh, I think people will appreciate it. Whether the masses do it, whether it's a small group, but you're telling that stories are compelling. You're not doing it just so you can make more money out of it. Because I feel that in many ways, Disney is all what it's trying to do is just to make money and trying to beat the next movie, the next movie to be bigger than the previous one. And it's all about, you know, cashing in. And it's a business, of course. But, um, you know, money shouldn't be the center of art. It shouldn't be the motivator of, of art. It should be expression. And I think telling stories uh, because we love storytelling. Okay, well, that's just my opinion, of course. You know, I would like to hear yours. What do you think? Do, do you like the, the direction of Star Wars? Uh, are you uh, disappointed? I'm sure a lot of people are. How about Marvel? How do you feel about Marvel? Are you disappointed with anything? Are you excited for any of these trailers? Are you looking forward to what's to, to come? Let me know. In the comments below, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening through the uh, through iTunes, Teacher, Spreaker, or, or any other platforms, you can uh, mention it. You can come to my Facebook page. Uh, you can come to YouTube, uh, but also you can do it through Twitter. I would like to hear your voice. Once again, God bless, my friends. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.